the Minnesota Vikings will be without Kirk Cousins for the rest of the 2023 NFL season, which means they must find a franchise quarterback in 2024. We have prospects for them and much more coming up next on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. You are Locked On NFL Draft, your daily podcast covering the NFL Draft. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Locked On Welcome back to the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, your daily podcast covering your favorite draft prospects. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your boy, Damian Parson, always on the ones and twos. You can find and follow me on Twitter at DP underscore NFL. My national scout over with the Draft Network. And guys, happy Wednesday. Thank you all for making Locked On NFL Draft your first listen today and every day. Shout out for you to you guys for being our everydayers. We got to kick this thing over to my partner in crime, Mr. LSU, Keith Sanchez himself. You can find and follow him on Twitter at The Talent Code. Keep talking to him, baby. What's up, Locked On family? This is Keith Sanchez, senior draft analyst with the Draft Network, man, and 2019 national champ with those LSU Tigers, man. So you know why we're here, right? Myself, Damian Parsons, we are here to bring you that championship-level confidence around the NFL draft. Yes, that champ talk, man. We are who you come to, your dynamic duo that covers everything NFL draft, whether that's prospects, whether that's philosophies, whether that's draft strategies and DP. That's where we're going with a draft scenario. For today, DP, we're talking about the Minnesota Vikings. What should they do, right? Because they're sitting at four and four, right? Should they trade for a quarterback? But also looking ahead, do they have to go get that franchise quarterback in the 2024 NFL draft? Then we had a big trade, Leonard Williams to the Seattle Seahawks. What does that mean for the Seahawks? Right, we'll talk about it. And then we're going to talk about the improved value of defensive tackles, right? We'll be talking about the run game being more prevalent in the NFL. But DP, before we get that started, why don't you hit them with our title sponsor? Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code Locked On NFL for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. Guys, when the news came that that Kirk Cousins tore his ACL after the game on Sunday, I was like, "Yo, that's 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 big." Because like Keith, you, you just said they're what four and four, I think, or four and three somewhere in there. And yeah. looking at the NFL.com website. They have them in the playoffs right now. So it's yep. like to lose your starting quarterback, right? But the, but the the thing about it is, even if they make even if they made it the playoffs and Kirk Cousins doesn't get hurt, they still had a quarterback issue because Kirk Cousins was going to be a free agent after this year. And then low-key, I kind of have a feeling that there's a guy in San Francisco that was probably going to be on this on this hotline bling, calling his phone and be like, hey, I need you over here. You know what I'm saying? But that's that's a different conversation for a different day. But they still was gonna have an issue at quarterback. And I, I keep with there, there's about like legitimately when we get into ranking our doing our personal rankings of quarterbacks, like our top 10, it's gonna be all over the place. Cause it's 10 very talented quarterbacks that you have to find a place for them in the 2024 NFL draft. And and Keith, when I say, all right, if I ask you, you're the Minnesota Vikings, you do do you try to make a trade or do you tr- stay stand pat and play Jaron Hall? who you drafted this year, right? Do you play Jaron Hall and just essentially what a lot of people view as tank? Or do you try and go get a veteran, which I think either Ian Rappaport or Adam Schefter, I think it was Adam Schefter said Monday night, he does not foresee the, the Vikings making a trade for a veteran. But what what should they do in this situation, If in your opinion, Keith? Yeah, uh, so getting a veteran, right? I, I, I would I would I would have kicked the tires on one 
Um, maybe seen a little bit about Ryan Tannehill, but I don't love that situation, DP, because right. I think we just know what Ryan Tannehill is. And I don't think there's no maxing out of Ryan Tannehill. Um, there's also and, and no also, Derrick Henry in the backfield in, in Minnesota. That's what I was about to say. The way this team is currently constructed right now, the person that I would take a look at and everybody will say, oh, he is crazy. He is losing his mind, right? It's James Winston because they're different style quarterbacks. And I get it. Like I always say, man, people, the 30 for 30 season, right, where he threw the 30 interceptions, people focus on that part. But you also have to realize that he threw 30 touchdowns, right? And how many teams will like a quarterback that has a that has the capabilities of throwing 30 touchdowns, right? And I think right. that's the that's the upside when you talk about a Justin Jefferson and a Jordan Addison. You're taking a swing in the dark anyway, right? Like you lost your starter. It's not like another team is just going to hand you a high-level quarterback to say, hey, right. Minnesota, we uh, you know, we we, we feel for you, man. So we want to give you our quarterback so y'all can make a playoff run. It won't happen, right? So you're t- you're taking a swing in the dark anyway. I would I, I would take a swing at that. And I'm looking at the draft picks, right, DP, because obviously you're going to have to trade for somebody and they don't have a lot of draft capital, DP. Um, well, for 2024, right? They have first round, the second rounder. They don't have a third. And they have two fourths, two fifths, and two sixths, right? So, I mean, decent amount, but you know, they're missing a third, and it's not like they one of those teams where they have two second rounders and things like that. So, I just, I, I don't know where to go from there. So that's why you turn to the draft. Right. Yeah. And these quarterbacks in the draft, I want to ask you, is all these quarterbacks, when you talk about the, the top one guys, right, you're talking about Caleb Williams, Drake May, right. But then I think there's scheme specific guys that we're not discussing, but you can see franchises falling in love with them like your Bo Nicks, like your you know, our people talk about Michael Penix, but a Jaden Daniels, maybe, right? Like those type of quarterbacks where teams may be willing to buy in any of those guys kind of when I mention them and you see the way this roster is currently constructed that you get excited about. I get excited about three, Keith. I get excited about Jaden Daniels. I get excited about the thought of Bo Nix with Kevin O'Connell and then Cam Ward. I think I've talked about Cam Ward to the Vikings even before Kirk Cousins got, got, got hurt. I, I think with Jaden Daniels, that dual threat ability, right, that Kirk Cousins did not bring to, to your offense, that gives you a different look. I think all three of these guys are mobile, right? And, and, and in, and Jaden Daniels, Bo Nix, and Cam Moore, all, all three are mobile quarterbacks that can do different things with their legs, right? Extend plays, you know, get first downs. Jaden Daniels is Jaden Daniels and, and and I think Bo Nix are the two are have shown the ability to gash you for bigger yardage where Cam Ward can improvise with his legs, get out of the pocket, and get you some solid yards. He hasn't shown that open field speed and burst of the of the prior two. But I think all three of these guys would be good fits on day two. You know, it just depends, right? Because if they somehow stand pat and still make the playoffs, because the NFC is a weak, weakened conference right now, then yeah, you can, you know, you're in the back end of the first round, like you know, 20, 25 pick. Like you can take a swing on a Jaden Daniels or either one of these quarterbacks, Keith. I think for me, I, I the guy I would love to see, I would love to see Jaden Daniels in his office. Because you think about going in the in the 2024, you get in the second year Jordan Addison. You have TJ Hawkinson at tight end, right? And then you have Justin Jefferson completely healthy. And that LSU, the LSU, you know, connection, man, I feel like even though they didn't play with each other, it could be some – his arm talent is good. His ball his ball placement down the field is great. Like he's shown that the slot phase, the different things like that, the isolation routes to really go one-on-one and, and target the deep portion of the field. 
Jay Daniels can do that, right? And same thing with Bo Nix. He's got the arm talent mobility. Cam Ward, too. He may, Cam Ward may be the best pure just pocket passer of those three guys. I think that the Vikings, you know, in terms of their draft scenario and draft radar of sorts to kind of put two seconds together, they need to keep their eyes on all three of these guys, Keith. And Jaden Daniels got a big game coming up this weekend. Yeah, and you can also throw in names, right, like the, the J.J. McCarthy's of the world. And if they decide to bring Kirk Cousins back for one year and then, you know, you go after one of the, the deeper guys. We're talking about the Spencer Rattlers, right, who he he can probably operate this offense, Michael Pratt from Tulane. So it's going to be an interesting case study. And I know we're going to continuously talk about the Minnesota Vikings, DP. I want to just say with them, right, it's, it's going to. It's interesting whether you try to jump into the playoff hunt or not, right? I, I kind of right, just right. stay pad and see what happens. Like you said, Justin they Jefferson were. is out. I will say this, Keith. If they were, if they wanted to go draft, or not, not draft, but go and grab somebody via trade, I say you package that, you package KJ Osborne and those two fifths, you call up Dallas Cowboys, you go holler at Trey Lance. You know that's what I'm a saying? Possibility too. Yeah, something that's low if, risk. If you wanted to go the trade yeah. route. Yeah, potentially, and see see what happens. So I, I don't mind that trade either. But DP, let's keep this thing going, man. You're talking about the trade route, right? The, the Seattle Seahawks went the trade route. They went and traded for Leonard Williams, man. We want to get into that. What does that mean for the NFC West? The San Francisco 49ers on a what, three-game losing streak, right? The Seattle Seahawks, they appear to be wanting to trend upwards. We talked about preseason that we like this roster, and it's playing out that they have a pretty good roster. So DP, let's get into this Leonard Williams to Seattle trade coming up next. Our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy Football host Vinny Iyer to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week all season long. Whether you're prepping for a daily draft or scouting the waiver wire, guys, every single week we're going to provide you players that are guaranteed to fit onto your roster. So let's see who Vinny has picked out for us on this week's eBay's Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Picks of the Week. Buffalo Bills rookie tight end Dalton Kincaid has stepped into a big role with Dawson Knox getting hurt. He's gotten hot with Josh Allen the past two weeks, scoring for the first time in his career in week eight against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Kincaid gets a smash spot in a shootout against the Bengals on Sunday night. Cincinnati has been better in coverage on the outside versus wide receivers than they have versus tight ends. Kincaid will once again come through for managers looking for a midseason pick-me-up at the position. Guys, Vinny Iyer from Locked On Fantasy Football is going to help you win your fantasy championship. And eBay Motors knows a championship roster is about each player being a perfect fit. Same with your vehicle. Family, with over 122 million parts for your number one, your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof racks, Bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it is guaranteed to fit your ride every time, the first time, all the time, or you get your money back. Plus, when you think about these prices, when you look at these prices, when you understand these prices, you're burning more rubber instead of cash. So keep your number one, your number one ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Again, keep your number one ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Seattle Seahawks traded a second round pick to the New York Giants for one of their star defensive linemen, Leonard Williams. You know, the running mate to Dexter Lawrence 
these two dudes in the middle made it very difficult to run the football in the Big Apple, right? You got the Giants in the schedule with these two behemoths on the middle of the defensive line. It made it difficult. And coming out of the, the 2024 NFL, 2023 NFL draft, I'm sorry, one of the positions still of need for the Seattle Seahawks was defensive tackle. Well, Keith, guys, they just sured that up with Leonard Williams. And he's going to bring the ability to play. He's a three-down player, man. He can, mm-hmm. he can stuff the run and you know, kind of handle two gaps, be a one-gapper, you know what I mean, as a three-tech. You can play kind of the one, the two-eye as well. He can do a lot of different things for this defensive front, right? He's going from kind of a base 3-4 to, I believe, if I remember correctly, does Seattle play a 3-4 they play a 4-3? They play a 4-3. I think they're kind of multiple. Yeah, yeah, they play that 4-3, and sometimes they kind of had that jack walked up. Like, yeah, he is kind of like a stand-up edge rusher. Stand-up That's edge rusher. Boye Mafe so, type of situation. He's And, and you, you mentioned, boy, you, I was about to go there, Boye Mafe, right? He's going to make this young man's life a lot easier. Yep. Because when you have to commit two guys to an interior defensive, interior defensive tackle, Keith, Boye Mafe starting to come on right now. He's starting to, to, to really kind of hit a stride a little bit. And, and this is a guy we really like coming out of college, out of, out of Minnesota. His burst, his explosiveness off the edge, you give him more opportunities and one-on-ones, and then you got Derek Hall that you would bring off the off the bench, right? As your speed to power, explosive rusher as well. Like Leonard Williams can have a big impact on the run game. And then you think about you, you mentioned San Fran, right? San Fran wants to run CMC, right? I'm telling you, they want to run Christian McCaffrey. That's the base, him and when Debo Samuel is healthy. Well, if you have a Leonard Williams on this defensive line that can help stop that stretch run game, right? You're talking about shooting gaps, you know, using his hands, dislodging the offensive linemen and creating havoc in the backfield, then you put Brock Purdy in third and tens, third and eights, third and twelves. Yep. DP, I just want to talk about this defense right and with the Seattle Seahawks. I think it's always interesting, right, to see what teams – or buyers and seller come and sellers come the trade deadline, right? Because that kind of signals to you where the head coach, the general manager, and ownership feels about the projection of this team for the back half of the season, right? And it's obvious that the I think Pete Carroll, the Seattle Seahawks, they're going for it, right? Like you don't make a trade with a Leonard, like for a Leonard Williams, right? Without the thought process of man, we're we're, we're going to try to win, you know, a lot of games. Water keep- yeah, wait, what you say? They smell blood in the water. Yeah, they smell blood in the water, and I think that's why they made that trade. And I'm just looking at this depth chart. DP, if I tell you, you have a defense with Jerron Reed, right? You have Leonard Williams, Boye Mafe, um, then you go Bobby Wagner, you go Devin Witherspoon, Jamal Adams, Quandre Diggs, and Tariq Woolen, right? That's one of the better defenses in the NFL, and they've done a great job constructing this roster. So, yes, I, we talked, like I said, we talked about it pre um, you know, preseason, right? That we think the Seattle Seahawks can be extremely competitive. And as of now, they've been extremely competitive, DP. These this is gonna be a team that's a tough out. And when you add a guy in the trenches like a Leonard Williams, a guy that 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 brings a presence to himself on the field, in the locker room, right? Like he he and you can tell that he wants to win and there's a standard of play for him. Right, you know that there's that like they brought him in and he's going to be impactful to this team. So I'm extremely excited. And you're talking about having you know Leonard Williams with his energy and that's bouncing off of Jamal Adams with his energy, right? Tariq Willens playmaking ability in the corner, then Devin Witherspoon, your rookie, contributing how he's contributing. So I think, man, this this defense is rounding out to you know, how we say with San Francisco 49ers that their defense was dominant in the sense of the fact of it can win games for them. Mm-hmm. I think Seattle's defense is on its way there. 
if they get this thing meshed and gelled all the way, if you're talking about this, this thing is going to the, the NFC West is going to look a la what 2012, 2011, right? When you're talking about Michael Crabtree versus Richard Sherman, you know, you're talking about like that version of the Seattle Seahawks versus San Francisco 49ers when they were fighting for not only just the NFC West, that was the NFC championship, right? Like those games mattered when it came to the NFC championship. DP, I want to talk about the New York Giants. Because I talked about buyers and sellers, right? So what does that mean for the New York Giants giving away that piece, right? And then the quarterback situation, what, where, where, what is their status, right? Because they're the other part. It, it take, Like they said, it takes two to tangle, right? You got to mm-hmm. have somebody that's willing to give up somebody. So they're willing to give up in the world. So what are they signaling? Well, what they're saying is that they know their season is over, right? They, they had to free up some cash, right? Especially after you pay a quarterback that – a lot of people feel like you shouldn't have paid the money you paid them, right? So, like, they had to free up some money and, and understanding that, you know what? And and I appreciate I, – I, I want to shout out to them for doing right by Linda Williams. You could have sent him anywhere. You sent him to a very competitive team who's in the playoffs right now, right? That shows that y'all let, that y'all split and parted ways on good terms, right? We've seen teams send, try to send somebody to, to Rikers, to Rikers Island, to, to the prison. Like, yeah, you're going to the worst team in the league, buddy. You know what I mean? Have fun. Like, granted – you're one of the worst teams in the league, so it can't. It doesn't get much worse than you right now, New York. Like they have to figure out, they got to figure out some things. Brian Dayball and, and that and that that staff, Keith. The way it's trending, like you know, they are looking at the draft order real quick. Let me see where are they? Where, where, where are they? They located right now. The New York, they're at four. I, I, all I know is they're that Tyrod Taylor for the New York Giants, right? He seems to be playing better football at the moment than Daniel Jones has played all season. Yeah, and, and when we said that, people thought we were crazy, right? But I, I look at it like this, right? And, and Daniel Jones, we talked about this time and time again. Daniel Jones got paid $40 million for throwing, what, 15 touchdowns, 16 touchdowns oh, last year, right? Tyrod Taylor has done that, DP. He, he threw 20 touchdowns in 2015, 17 touchdowns in 2016, 14 touchdowns in 2017. None of them came with a $40 million contract. So the, <laughs> I just want – you have to explain why. And, and I think that's going to be the biggest issue, right, for the general manager and for the head coach. You have to explain why Why did we pay this guy because you're on the hook next year too. So that's why I want to ask the New York Giants, and I know you're pulling up the draft order, or should they just be flat out in play, even if Daniel Jones is here, right? If, if he's here next year, you know what? We're still drafting a quarterback. Like, should that they, be No, they should. They should. Remember when Russell Wilson was selected by the Seahawks? They had just paid Matt Flynn, like, yeah, a I I contract. And he, they paid him off for, like, one game or something. It was something weird. It was He didn't play, like, the I don't like even know if he game. was the starter. Yeah, I don't even know if he started the first game. It was something crazy. Yeah, he, where he it was, was like, he carried him But they paid him, right? They did. They gave yep. him a bag, then they drafted Russell Wilson third, fourth round, and then Russell Wilson beats him out in training camp. Keith, that's the same scenario for me for the New York Giants. And you're you're sli- you're slated at the fourth pick in the draft right now. I think there's a chance that pick gets worse, right? I think Kyler Murray, who the, the Cardinals are at number one. Kyler Murray is everything that I've heard out of Arizona. Week 10 versus the Falcons was kind of that, that sweet spot for him to come back and start the season. He's not starting. Next week, uh, this coming Sunday versus the Browns, I wouldn't start my quarterback coming off of ACL with Miles Garrett rushing. I don't want that either, right? They're gonna st- start Clayton Toon. So if if Kyler Murray wins two or three games, that pushes them down to four or five. That allows you, you know what I'm saying, to move up the the, the ranks. I don't see many more winnable games the way that Daniel Jones played when he comes back to this roster. So no, the Giants will be in prime position 
to kind of tank out and either get Drake May, Caleb Williams, be in that kind of in that realm. And if not, then you look at whoever QB3 is on your board, right? Whoever QB3 is, and Brian Dayball will then, and I think that's what's exciting. Brian Dayball has the opportunity to draft his quarterback, not inherit one, not pay one just because he was there and I got him to play subpar average football. No, you get go get a guy that you want. And I think that's what's exciting to me about this New York Giants situation. Yeah, it can be interesting. We wasn't, nobody was pegging this, right? And I think we were kind of hesitant on that quarterback situation, but I don't think anybody was pegging that the Giants will be potentially picking top five and be on their way to a new quarterback. That is a storyline that not many people predicted or talked about as a, as a potential thing. Um, DP, we started this conversation with talking about a defensive tackle being traded. Coming up next, man, I want to talk about the improved value of a defensive tackle. And say, Keith, what do you mean? I'm talking about Chris Jones with the Kansas City Chiefs, right? I'm talking about Aaron Donald with the Los Angeles Rams. I'm talking about what Jeffrey Simmons means to the Tennessee Titans, right? We have to have this, what Jalen Carter and Fletcher Cox means to the Philadelphia Eagles. So we have to talk about the conversation of the improved value of the defensive tackles from the perspective of are these guys able to change games from that position and how should we approach it with the upcoming draft you shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event <clears throat> but guys if you wait to the last minute you will worry and you will be stressed because at the last moment you're trying to find the best prices right the best deals you're trying to compete with other buyers and you're trying to avoid being scammed or dealing with scalpers but let me tell you about Game Time. It is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all your sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. Guys, what do they have? I'll tell you. I'll tell you right now. Last-minute tickets, flash deals, and zone deals. Their tickets are easy to find and buy. And this is what I love the most. They show the views of all the seats in the venue so you know what vantage point you have before you purchase the tickets. If you are a big-time college football fan, this weekend you have LSU versus Alabama. And with Game Time on the Game Time app, you can get a ticket as low as $153. Guys, they're selling, and they're selling quickly. So download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Defensive tackles, Keith, for a while it felt like they lost their value, right? When it comes out to the NFL draft, they won the position. I don't know if I want that guy. Like, what? And then they had to separate it. Like, what category does he fall in? Is he a pass rusher or is he just a run stuffer? If he's just stuffing the run, I can get one of those after the draft. I can get one of those fourth, fifth round. Ask the charges about that. You know what I mean? They, they, you know what I'm saying? Ask the charges about that. You know, ask the Buffalo Bills about that right now. Yeah, they could use some run stoppage. You know what I'm saying? So, Keith, the improved value, and you listed off some names, but even Leonard Williams going for a second round pick. A second round pick. That's premium draft capital, Keith. You know what I'm saying? Not third, fourth, or no, second round. He went from a second round pick to the Seattle Seahawks. Seattle Seahawks said, no, we'll send you a second rounder, right? You think about what Jalen Carter, as a rookie, has been able to do for that Philadelphia Eagles defense. And you even brought Jeffrey Simmons, Grady Jarrett, who the Falcons just lost to a torn ACL versus the Titans. We're going to see how that trickles down and how it negatively impacts that front seven who struggled to reach the passer in the in the first place. But now losing your star defensive player and he's a D tackle. So when you ask the question, can these guys change games? Absolutely, Keith. Like, absolutely. You think even about the, you know, some people are, he's a DN, D tackle. J.J. Watt. Right when he's yeah. lined up at three yeah. tech in his prime, 
Like you, bro, you gotta command two or three guys to try and keep him out of the face of your quarterback, which then frees up freed up uh, Jadavion Clowney to go one on one, right? To get any of those other edge rushers one on one opportunities. We have to, as a community in the draft, we have to value the position position more. And this is a pretty solid. This is a pretty good class to me in terms of defensive tackle group. It's not elite or anything, but you got a lot of different body types and and athletic skill sets that can fill different roles. Yeah, I, I I agree with the perspective. Like, there's a this is a solid defensive tackle class, and I look at it from the perspective of this, and we talk about this time and time again, right? Where there's the the fluctuation of you know positional value, and you know everybody wants to have that conversation of what position is more valuable, and it's like you know what is more valuable elite players, right? That's what valuable. Elite <laughs> players make plays on a football field. I, I want to uncomplicate this situation for people, right? We, you just look at elite players, right? And we go back to the Detroit Lions. Once again, they had another rookie that took over a football game. Who was this? A running back, a devalued position. But guess what he did? He won that football game single-handedly by himself. And that's probably the third time they had a rookie, right? And Brian Branch did it undervalued position right jack campbell made plays right undervalued position so i want to the defensive tackle position dp i think is it's starting to trend out of that right but it's still not as valued as it should be like you say you can find a defensive tackle later on in a draft but when we have these impactful guys like we said it right it was like okay jalen carter um is and i think that's kind of the conversation right like potential character issues right but i think that if he played another position right if it was wide receiver or something like that he may have still went even higher than what he did but because it was defensive tackle it was like that was just defensive tackle we can find another defensive tackle right, right. and I, I and that's when when the guys are special dp and they and they prove that they can be impactful players you don't you you can't just find those guys are the rarity and that that's the guys you want on your football team guys that's the Chicago Bears keep they, they passed on Carter and went back to back, you know, defensive tackles on day two of the 2023 NFL draft, thought thinking that they could find value elsewhere. And sometimes you gotta stop being bargain shoppers, okay? You know what I mean? Sometimes you gotta you pick you get what you pay for, baby. You know what I mean? So if you yeah. pay that first round pick on, on Jalen Carter, you get you an elite football player. No, I agree hundred percent. DP well, look, that wraps up. Another episode of what locked on NFL draft man with your dynamic duo, man, having good conversations, right? And that's what we're, we're is this thing is transitioning, right? Because we're writing up, we, we're on that fine line of, of where it's starting to turn a little bit DP to where obviously we're talking NFL season, but then some teams are starting to realize, you know what, we need to start focusing on the draft, right? <laughs> that's where you come, you tap into us, man, because we have all of the draft compass conversations, like I said, philosophies, strategies. We take this thing in depth, man. We're talking prospects. We're talking everything, man. Um, That's why you come to your dynamic duo. I am Keith Sanchez, man. You can find me on Twitter at the talent code. That is DP Damian Parsons, man. You can find him on Twitter at DP underscore NFL. Like we always like to say, man, y'all come talk to us because we like to talk back these conversational pieces. We are going to have these more and more as we get closer to the draft because that's what's going to drive this thing, right? We're going to see what these teams are going to do. We're going to let you know what they should do, man. So y'all make sure that y'all tap in with us every single day. Go subscribe and follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. Get the latest episode as soon as it is available. Thank you all for making Locked On NFL Draft your first listen today and every day, Monday through Friday. Shout out for being our everydayers, man. We have Thursday Night Football on tomorrow. Will Levis showing up. 
uh, you know, against TJ Watt, Alex Highsmith. And what can this game do for either of those teams, 2024 NFL draft statuses going forward and where they may lean? We'll discuss all of that and more on tomorrow's episode. So come and join the conversation again tomorrow on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.